On this special Mother's Day episode of Rainy Moms, Terry and I interview Kim Hansen, the CEO of Learning RX. Kim shares 10 ways to be a cool and caring mom. Some tips are cute and fun, like making sure you've got a great pair of sunglasses. But most tips are pearls of wisdom on connecting well with your kids. My favorite? Always say yes to lunch or coffee. Join us to pick up a tip or two that might help you rock this journey of motherhood. And maybe pick up a t-shirt of your favorite band to wear while you listen. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Brainy Moms, brought to you today by Learning RX Brain Training Centers. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Moore, here with my co-host, Terry Miller, coming to you today, as usual, from a sunny Colorado Springs, Colorado. We are super excited to welcome our guest today, Kim Hansen. Kim is the CEO of LearningRx, the largest one-on-one brain training company in the world. She's also the co-author of Unlock the Einstein Inside, Applying New Brain Science to Wake Up the Smart in Your Child. She is a former teacher and has made her career passion to help professionals, educators, and parents learn more about the cognitive skills training world and the dramatic results it can have on real-life performance. This is actually Kim's second visit to Brainy Moms. We've invited her back for a special Mother's Day episode. Sweet. Thanks for having me. It's so great to be back. Yes. I'm so glad that you are. I love, love the episode that we recorded several months ago. So listeners, if you haven't checked that out, um, she gave us the most amazing tips, um, just sort of beautiful family and parenting tips that I actually wrote some of them down and hung them from the fan pull in my house for a while to just remind myself and remind my children. So it's a great episode. You'll really be encouraged. So Kim, we heard some of your story in that earlier episode, but for the listeners who weren't with us, tell us a little about yourself and what brought you to where you are today as the CEO of Learning RX. Sure. So um, I kind of grew up around brain training because my dad was the founder of brain training or definitely one of the the pioneers and kind of one of the fathers of brain training. So um, I've always kind of been around it. I started out at four as my dad's partner. My dad would take me around and uh, on all of his business adventures. So I knew how to buy a a house for no money down. (laughs) gone to so many seminars. We did uh, real estate. We did uh, all kinds of things together. So um, I started out being my dad's partner. Um, When I got to college, I decided to be a teacher because I wanted to help people um, learn better, faster, and easier, which is actually what Learning Rx does. Um, But, you know, that's kind of what I went into. And um, I did some other things along the the way. I was a children's pastor at a big mega church, um, trying to make learning about Jesus fun. <laughs> and then, um, and then I joined Learning RX when we decided to not only uh, share our programs of brain training, but to also share the business side of it. And um, yeah, that's how I'm the CEO of Learning RX. So you actually your- took over when your dad retired several yeah. years ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. And you have kids. I have, <laughs> I have four kids. I have a 26-year-old son. I have twins that just turned 24. And I have a 21-year-old who just graduated from college a few days ago. Oh, so great. I know. It's almost like I'm done being a mom, but I oh. guess I'm not. Yeah. And if you're watching this on YouTube and you're thinking, how does she have children that age? I mean, like, was she 12 when the first one was born? I know she does not look like she could have kids that age. So it's true. Well, I do. (laughs) Right. So you've been in, you've been in the education and learning space for a really long time. So not only are you a former teacher and a master brain trainer, you're an autism mom. I mean, you've, this is your life. Yep. Yep. Uh, autism mom, also mom of twins. 
multiples. So that's kind of fun too. And there were definitely challenges with that. You know, you get really strong when you get to carry around two car seats. (laughs) Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Um, We always enjoy hearing your pearls of wisdom. And so, uh, in fact, your episode was so incredibly popular that we said, you got to come back and give us some more pearls of wisdom. And so you've got 10 tips that you're going to share with moms today. And so we want to get started hearing those. What is your first one? Yeah. So I thought with Mother's Day coming up, maybe it'd be fun to talk about like how to be a cool mom. <laughs> and so these are 10 tips. Some of them are funny. Some of them are, I think are a little more uh, meaningful, um, but you know, how to be a cool mom. Now that I have, you know, my youngest at 21, I feel like I've accomplished something when it comes to being a mom. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> uh, the number one is that you have to get yourself some cool sunglasses. Oh, I love it. Okay. So like okay. I like aviators. Those work pretty good. Um, oh. I even tried like these cat eyes and I got a, Hey, cool sunglasses, mom. And so you aren't really there until one of your kids says, cool sunglasses, mom. (laughs) I got these. These are like those new Quay from Australia. Okay. They're they're like square. We have to describe them for people who are just listening. They're almost squarish and they're really, really big. They're kind of long across the top. They're clear at the bottom and shaded at the top. They're very cool. Yeah, they have like this ombre shading. Yeah. 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 So my my son lived in Australia uh, for four years. And so I th- thought, oh, they're from Australia. I'll get them. But then I <laughs> saw like a cute waitress wearing them. And I thought, okay, now I'm on the right track. And then when my kids saw them, they were like, cool sunglasses, mom. So my other tip is don't spend a lot of money on these sunglasses though. Like go to (laughs) TJ Maxx, like I spend maybe $10 on my sunglasses, right? And then I just try them out. And if I wear them and my kids don't think they're cool, then I don't worry about them. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't a big investment. And so you can put them in the back of a drawer somewhere. Right, Right. Right. Like these cat eye ones that I got, I had no idea whether my kids would think they were cool or not. But I had a feeling maybe my daughter Gracie would like them. So nice. I tried them on. Although now I feel kind of funny because they are like, they're kind of out there. You know what no, I mean? No, I like that's those are probably my favorites. I like those. Are they? Yeah. Hey, here's an even cheaper tip that I just discovered. I broke the temple of my sunglasses just like two or three weeks ago. And for some reason, I'm at the Dollar Tree store. I'm getting things for Easter baskets. I mean, I know the Easter Bunny does that, right? But anyway, I just happen to be there. And cute sunglasses, $1.25 at Dollar Tree. I scored me like three or four pairs of really cute sunglasses to find some cool ones even before I knew this tip. So I'm on the right track. I'm so glad. All right, (laughs) y'all. I have to confess that I have a sunglasses problem. Oh no. <laughs> right. And right. And so, but in my defense, I wear prescription sunglasses. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. that in itself it creates cost, but I have a collection of Kate Spade and coach sunglasses. <laughs> you can't find those at the dollar store, but no. you know what? I'm happy to buy my clothes at target so that I can splurge on my sunglasses <laughs> and my boots and my purses. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if I would do dollar store ones, but <laughs> I like TJ Maxx because they're worth a lot more, but I only pay 10 bucks. Right. Nice. Yeah. Hey, my dollar store ones are just fine. (laughs) They probably are. They're probably really cute. Who knows? They are. (laughs) Well, if one of your kids says, cool sunglasses, mom, then you know they're okay. If they don't, then ditch the dollar 25 ones. Yes. Okay. That's the key. All right. I think it's also helpful for you to have like some cool jeans. So, you know, have one or two pairs of jeans that are cool um, for like your age group. Right. So, or maybe even a little bit younger, but not like way younger because then it's not cool. So it has to be kind of like your age group. Mm-hmm. 
So I think uh, cool jeans. And then the other thing that kind of goes with the sunglasses is if you have a sunroof in your car, you should use it. Nice. Okay. Like definitely when your kids are in your car, open up the, open up the sunroof, roll down the windows and let the wind blow through your hair. That's That's awesome. (laughs) And so what do the cool jeans do for you? Um, I don't know. Maybe they just help you even feel cool. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Well, you guys, don't you think we're in like a really like a weird jeans fashion stage right now? Because the thing that my kids are wearing and they're looking for and they're excited about are called mom jeans. Yeah. So they're into the the high-waisted mom jeans. And so it's so funny that I just got sunglasses. I also finally got my first pair of hilariously mom jeans. I went from the, you know, the tapered more like jeggings kind of, you know, like where they're real slim at the bottom and finally transitioned, got this pair of mom jeans. And I'm thinking, this is the dumbest thing ever. This is what I used to wear in college. This is so weird. We're back to this weird style, but I got the total thumbs up. I love your jeans, mom. Those are so cool. All right. Never know. <laughs> I haven't really done the mom jeans yet. I just wear like cool mom jeans. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they're they're out there everywhere. <laughs> well, you have a dancer's oh. body, so you can pull any kind of jeans off. Yeah. Like true. the rest of us with mom hips. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do mom jeans really work for moms anymore? I don't know. <laughs> All right. What's next, Kim? Okay. The next one is always play your music loud. (laughs) Okay. I've always had this goal that my kids would never ask me to turn up the music, only turn it down. Nice. Hey, I like that. That's always just, you know, even back in the day when I was playing, you know, like Disney music or whatever, I just played it loud. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not cool with that. I need to get better. Okay, I'll turn yeah. my music up. Yeah, I'm super. So it doesn't cool even with matter that. what your music is, but play it loud. Okay. And ask, you know, if they're asking you to turn it down, then you're cool. Okay. I figure. Noted. Okay, so number three, number three is uh, be the person that you want your kids to be when they grow up. Wow, that's big. Yeah. So. Tell us more. Yeah. So if you think about like, what are the, what are the five words that I want my kids to be, or, you know, their characteristics when they grow up? So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about that. Um, You know, kind of what comes to mind is I want my kids to be kind. I want them to be smart. I want them to be cool. I want them to love Jesus. I want them to be funny and successful. Now, there's probably some other things, too, but if I kind of drilled it down to, you know, what do I want them to be? Like, when I think about them and what would what would make me proud, what what would that be? And then I have to be that every day. Golly, I love that. I do, too. I've never thought along those lines. That's really a that's a big perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, you know, they say that kids don't really listen to you, but they watch what you do. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not about what I say. It's about who I am and what I do and, you know, what I do in everyday life. So if I want them in everyday life, you know, to to uh, I don't know, maybe even like uh, be good with money. If I want them to be good with money, then I have to be good with money every day. Mm-hmm. If I want them to be adventurous, then I need to be adventurous every day. So, you know, if I want them to be thoughtful to people, then I have to. Um, if I want them to have grit and not be blown away from, you know, problems or issues, then I have to, I have, to have grit. And my, our, my, our kids will end up being a lot like us. And so um, if I want them to be a certain way, then I have to be that. I really, really love that. We had a guest a few months ago who said that the the goal she had for her her child was um, to 
contribute meaningfully to the world. Mm-hmm. And so then everything that she chose as a parent, every reaction she had to his decisions, every decisions they decision they made as parents, was it helping meet that goal, you know, mm-hmm. of their child being a meaningful contributor to the world? Mm-hmm. And I was so moved by that, um, that you know, you, you hear, oh, well, I hope my kid becomes a surgeon like me, or, you know, maybe my kid will take over the family business or, but you're talking about characteristics that make them loving, warm, moral, Mm -hmm. contributing people. Yeah. Um, And that you have to be that way too. Yeah. I love that. Generous, relational, connected, attuned, spirit-filled, seeking. Yes. Oh, so many things come to mind. Yeah. I think about being quick to forgive and showing grace. Oh, yes. Um, Grace-filled. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So as you can see, you know, a good exercise is probably to write down what would I like my kids to be and, you know, write those characteristics down and then think every day, you know, how can I live this out? in my own life. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We can go home now. Okay. I know. <laughs> that was enough. Well, yeah. Okay. Right. So number four, number four is make fun, repeatable traditions. Oh, okay. So, and you know, they can be as little or as fuddy duddy as, as you want them to be. But, um, uh, for example, like anytime there's, uh, you know, every four years when there's, you know, political, uh, debates, we always put out, uh, two bowls of M&Ms, one's red and one's blue. And then if we like something that the red person says, we eat an M&M, or if we like something the blue person says, we eat an M&M. And so it's just kind of like a funny little tradition that we started. And so my kids, well, I I think last time there was a debate, uh, which was a few years ago, but uh, they called and said, mom, do you have M&Ms? Because they all wanted to come over and, you know, eat M&Ms as we watch it. Um, But we do things like that with like March Madness, um, even like with Survivor or Big Brother, we'll all do like picks and then we'll have like a surprise. Um, My kids have even lately like put together a whole uh, Excel spreadsheet. Um, So like at the beginning of Big Brother, we'll all pick like our two favorites and then we kind of play this game. If they're, you know, on the block, then you get points if they survive that kind of thing. And then we have a winner at the end with some kind of prize. So it just kind of makes it more fun. Yeah, those are great traditions. I know it's so fun. So we watch Jeopardy together as a family. Um, It's the one thing that all of us enjoy, right? Because everybody has their different hobbies and interests um, and take on life, but it's the one one hour where we can connect. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and if you can think of a way to like gamify it, do you know what I mean? So that there is a prize or like, uh, you know, during COVID, we picked up a crokinole board which is, it's like this Canadian game and you like uh, flick these little discs. Well, to have, to uh, add a little fun to it, we got like a family belt. (laughs) I love it. WWE belt. Yes. Yeah. For whoever the championship is. So, you know, we, we will run like a little, I don't know, qualification. And then, you know, we kind of play and then a winner and the winner gets to hold the belt. That's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. I mean, we're like screaming over top of each other as we play Jeopardy. I mean, we're constantly, you know, whoever can be the fastest and the loudest to answer, but we haven't figured out a way to keep score. And that would be awesome. I think we should create an app or something like a family app. Uh, That's oh my goodness! That'd be hilarious. Would the be Jeopardy hilarious. Cha- Jeopardy champion, yeah. <laughs> and then you just come up with a fun prize too. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I don't know. Like when we do football, I just you know, 
sometimes it's like whoever wins gets a jersey or maybe, you know, they get, uh, you know, Packers sweatpants or whatever it is. And so, <laughs> you know, we do something that's just kind of fun so that they can all, I don't know, it, it adds a lot of family uh, interaction and, mm-hmm. you know, just a lot of fun. Um, but we also do like right now on Wednesday nights, we do sci-fi night. And my boys come over and watch sci-fi films with my husband. I sit there kind of too, but. (laughs) So just making uh, fun, repeatable traditions. Okay. I love it. Yeah. All right. What's next? Um, The next one is always say yes to lunch or coffee. I decided this, and I think it's probably a good thing for you to do with your parents too, if they invite you to have lunch or coffee. Um, But I also, you know, when my kids were in high school, um, I decided I'm always going to say yes. So if if they call me and say, mom, can we do lunch? Um, And even if I have something, I'm still going to say, yes, I do want to have lunch but I can't have lunch until tomorrow or I can do it at three. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but just to always say yes, so that they always know I'm available. And um, I think it's so important that our kids get one-on-one time with us. And uh, just so that they know that they're important to us, that they're special and that we care about them. And then I like to do kind of an 80-20 rule where I let them do 80% of the talking. Mm-hmm. That's good. If we yeah. do go to coffee or if we do go to lunch and mm-hmm. I only do 20%. Right. I like really, that. Really hearing from them and gleaning from their heart and their experiences instead of, I think, yeah, when they're little as moms, we're always instructing and telling and teaching, but yeah, to, to make that shift. I love that. And they don't have to, it can still be little. I'm thinking about times. Yeah. yeah even with my nine-year-old where we've had an opportunity to, you know, just go, you know, out, we had an hour after some activity and we get to go out to dinner, just the two of us. That's really great to remember that I need to be letting her talk. I need to be pulling things out of her and just listening. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Evan, my 17 year old and I did a two day uh, workshop at our church um, together last month and it lasted until 5 PM both days. And so we went out to dinner together, both of those nights on the way home, just the two so of us. Sweet. And um, I remember thinking how, well, first of all, how lovely it was just to be mm-hmm. able to spend that one-on-one time with him and kind of debrief from the workshop, but also yeah. let him talk about stuff that was important to him, even though it wasn't interesting to me, right? right. Like, so do I really get excited about all of the details of what happens at, you know, with his friend groups, right? But the fact mm-hmm. that it was just a safe space for him to share. Mm-hmm. I felt like really brought us close together. Yeah. 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 Our kids, our kids, uh, you know, really love us and care about us and they want, they want to spend time with us. And I think sometimes as parents, we, we don't think about that or realize that, you know, yeah. I know yeah. now that my kids are older too, I like to take like a, a weekend trip with just one of them. And um, you know what I mean? It's just, it's so refreshing and it's just a good time to, uh, to sew into them and, uh, you know, just listen. That's so good. Oh man. I'm, I'm, I'm so inspired. inspired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. My wheels so already turning. Always say yes to lunch or coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think you are right. It is even with your little kids. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, I had twins. So even when I would uh, take Max, I know I remember by himself, I remember just holding his hand and he would just skip, mm-hmm. like skip mm-hmm. into wherever we were going. Cause he was just uh, all excited. So excited to have like me yeah. by himself. Mm-hmm. You know? So, okay. Uh, the next one, this is kind of an interesting one is be selective concerning your cringiness. Be selective hmm. concerning your cringiness. Okay. What do you, uh, what do you have mean? You, have you had your, have you had any of your kids say, Oh mom, that was cringy. 
Huh? Yes. Okay, I don't get that very often either, but I've heard them say things are cringy. And so I think that, uh, so you kind of want to embarrass them a little bit here and there when it comes to uh, like the romantic love that you have with, with uh, their dad, mm. your husband. And so um, I think that you need to have you know, some little things that would make them a little cringy, but also that show that uh, your relationship, you know, my relationship with my husband is central to our family and is the most important thing. So I think it's health, healthy for them to see you kiss or to flirt a little bit, to go on date nights. Um I don't know. I just think that that's, that's healthy. So you have to have the balance of it where you're right on the edge of what they might think is cringy. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Oh, I love it. We used to, Jeff and I used to joke that, you know, our private time was doing the taxes. And so like at one point our kids picked up on what we were talking about. And so, yeah, they were like, TMI, T- we don't need to know when yeah. we're doing taxes. <laughs> so but the so fact good. that they know that we love each other, you know, I felt like was important, you know, mm-hmm. just, and fun. Yeah. I think yeah. it's important too, to always be uh, uh, building up your spouse, not tearing them down. You know, it's so easy to, make a comment or to say things when you're frustrated and you need to make sure that you aren't doing that in front of your kids, but your kids are with you all the time. So it's hard, but you know what I mean? You have to be positive when it comes to your, your spouse and your, you know, your marriage. And um, you know what I mean? I think it's important too, that they see that you, you have arguments or, or disagreements, but you don't name call. Or do you know what I mean? You do it in a, in a dignified way (laughs) so that they can learn that that's also how you should, you should fight or how you should, uh, you know, go through a disagreement. I don't know. I feel super convicted right now. My (laughs) husband was eating his Easter ham um, with his fingers at Easter dinner last Sunday night. And I looked over at him and said, are you two <laughs> like in front of the entire family? But I thought, what is he? He's eating his ham with his fingers Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway. And so it just came flying out of my mouth. And of course my husband's so gracious. He just laughs and he's like, it's mm-hmm. more fun this way. <laughs> um, but you know, it's my very prim and proper Southerness, you know, uh-huh. that uh, came out. Um, in front of the whole family. So (laughs) you're not always going to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We got a grace, just like you said, Amy, grace, grace for self too. Yeah. He was very proud of eating said ham with his. (laughs) So So there you go. That's cool. He handled it well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if that's the worst thing you're doing pretty well. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So before Uh, you give us the second half of your list, um, we do need to take a break and let Terry read a word from our sponsor, which happens to be the company in which you are the CEO, Learning Rx. All right. Are you concerned about your child's reading or spelling performance? Are you worried your child's reading curriculum isn't thorough enough? Well, most learning struggles aren't the results of poor curriculum or instruction. They're typically caused by having cognitive skills that need to be strengthened. Skills like auditory processing, memory, and processing speed. Learning RX one-on-one brain training programs are designed to target and strengthen the skills that we rely on for reading, spelling, writing, and learning. Learning RX can help you identify which skills may be keeping your child from performing their best. In fact, they've worked with more than 100,000 children and adults who wanted to think and perform better. They'd like to help get your child on the path to a brighter and more confident future. Give Learning RX a call at 866 Brain01 or visit learningrx.com. That's learningrx.com. And we're back talking to Kim Hansen, CEO of Learning RX. And Kim is halfway through her list of some tips for moms on 
how to be a cool, but also caring, nurturing, loving, awesome mom. Right. So we are, we're on number six, right? Oh, I think we're on um, number seven. I think we're on seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So number seven is uh, intentionally, intentionally show your kids that you love them. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know what I mean? They should know that you pray for them and to pray, pray for them in front of them, I think is a great thing to do, um, to leave them little notes. I know I didn't always pack their lunch, but when I did, a lot of times I might just take a post-it note, cut it a little heart from my post-it note and stick it on their sandwich. Um, or, you know, just leave them little notes when they're going places or that type of thing. Um, I know one of the things that we do at Learning Rx as they're uh, graduating, we write them an I'm so proud of you letter. And um, I think that that's really important to do. And, you know, to really actually be intentional about it. I know that uh, the last time uh, my daughter Lily went through uh, our program at Learning RX, I wrote her an I'm so proud of you letter. And, uh, you know, she's gone off to college, but if I go up to her old room, she has it hanging from, you know, some uh, Christmas lights that kind of go around her room. And it's one of the things that are clipped on, you know, next to prom pictures and next to, you know, her golf a tournament win and that type of thing. And so to see that, how important that is to her, um, you know, to tell your kids that you're proud of them. So to write them a letter, to pray for them. um, Yeah. To compliment them when they're, when they're displaying, you know, kind of like your family values, just to kind of point that out and say, you know, wow, I really like the way that you showed kindness and then, you know, and give them that example. So sweet. That's so good. Yes. So to find intentional ways to show your kids that you love them. Okay. Yeah. And I would think that they just will absolutely internalize those words of affirmation. Um, I mean, we, we kind of take it for granted, right? That they know that we right. love them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for them to see it in writing... Mm-hmm. to hear your voice when you say it. Yeah. 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 I mean, even at my age, you know, I have a what to read on a bad day file. I don't know if you guys have those, but I have uh, an email that my dad sent me and it was only four sentences long, mm-hmm. but you know, I printed it off and it's in my what to read on a bad day file. Aww. You know what yeah. I mean? And I don't know. Every once in a while, I need to go read it. Yeah. That's, oh, that is beautiful. I'm thinking even if I, what if every once in a while I printed a picture? Because I'll get, you know, like pictures of my face next to, you know, that one kiddo or whatever. But then they just sit in cyberspace or the cloud or whatever. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting here thinking, goodness, I could just send that to Walgreens prints or whatever. Just print that, have a little photo send it with a letter that just says, I just want you to know, I love you. And I love these things about you. And then they have just a little letter. I don't have to spend a lot of time, but I'm thinking then that photo, they can do with it what they want. I don't have to frame it. I don't have to get it. I don't have to get it put on a canvas bag, you know, (laughs) just, just, they can stick it on a fridge. They can just keep it in a drawer. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that. I need to do that. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Terry, you're super good at one year for my birthday. I came home. I mean, I came back to the office from lunch and Terry had posted these beautiful sticky <laughs> notes all over the wall above my desk, uh, like just words of affirmation about me. Um, and then one time she stayed here for the weekend and left these sweet little note cards taped to my mirror, to my refrigerator. Like I found them three weeks later, hidden somewhere like (laughs) under a mug on my nightstand, Mm. you know, just sweet words of affirmation, Um, you know, and so to love your friends that way. Yeah. Yeah. We all need, we could all use a little love, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely our kids our kids need a little love. So just to be yeah. intentional about letting them know, okay. you know, I, I really love you. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. 
All right. That was number seven. We're to number eight. Okay. Number eight is involve your kids in what you do. So, for example, uh, you know, like like I told you, my dad started taking me around as his partner when I was four, and he would always <laughs> call me his partner and introduce me as his business partner. And um, you know, I was always involved in in what he did. If he had, you know, uh, he used to sell like books for successful living, and uh, he would have like a booth, and I would run that. I mean, I was just always doing things. Um, with my parents and same thing with my kids. We, you know, my husband's a pastor. And so our kids have always come to church with us and served and done things with us, you know, set up a bouncy house at, you know, uh, at like a, a city function. Um, and so, you know, just involving your kids when you're cooking, involving your kids, you know, just the, the things that you do, um, make sure that you're involving your kids. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Yeah, and so that those are hard, right? Because you have to let go of your expectations and standards of perfection sometimes to include your children in in an activity, right? Like painting the house, mm-hmm. right? Every child wants to wield a paintbrush when mm-hmm. you pull those out, right? And you have to say. That's so scary. Yeah. Right? If I'm going to let my child paint this wall, mm-hmm. um, but the oh. sense of satisfaction that they get when you can set the boundaries and the limits and be like, okay, you can have this one section. And, yeah. You know, yeah. you learn best by doing though. Right. So it's like, if you, you know, it's not that you just say, oh, just paint it. It's like, let me show you, you know, the tips on how to paint something where you don't, you know, leave a drip, how you tape first before and how you cover the carpet. And do you know what I mean? What that you go with the wood grain. So it's, it's really teaching them life skills. Do you know what I mean? Same thing with cooking, same thing with greeting someone, right? How to be friendly. Uh, you know, the best way to teach them how to be friendly is to put them in some type of a business or greeting situation and, you know, teach them how to give a really good handshake and, you know what I mean? Model that for them. And, you know, as they, you know, they watch you do it and then they get to do it. And, um, all of a sudden they have all these skills. Yeah. We've had our kids do farmer's market since they were little. We, we live in Woodland Park, little small town has this wonderful farmer's market. And they have this thing called the Young Entrepreneurs Booth or Young Entrepreneurs Program. And so they let the kids put up a booth and they provide the awning and everything. And it's for five bucks a week. And then the kids have to learn how to do the form at the end and pay their taxes to the farmer's market and they, you know, can have their little business. And so I've had kids do woodworking. Um, My daughter that's uh, 25 now, she roasted coffee. She home roasted coffee and popcorn poppers, um, face painting. My, My daughter, Eliza, started out with face painting and she moved on to henna and ultimately ended up, she's this incredibly gifted henna artist. She has her own business, makes all this money. And so things like that, yeah, like um, involving them in something. So you're you're kind of scaffolding them towards becoming who they're going to be. And not all of the kids had the same kind of business. They had different bents, different personalities. But I love that involving them so that they can become who they are becoming. Yeah. What well, makes them so, uh, you know like really well-rounded, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, there are just so many things that you would never think to teach them if you don't involve them. Right. I don't know that I would have thought, oh, I should teach my child, you know, how to, how to put stamps on envelopes or how to shake (laughs) someone's hand or do you know what I mean? There are a lot of those, how to do the laundry. (laughs) Right. Um, Right. So all of those things, you know, your, your kids should know how to do. Mm-hmm. And so if you involve them, they'll learn right along with you. Yeah. All right. Number nine. Okay. Number uh, nine is uh, culture over rules. 
Um, this is something that we kind of do at Learning Rx too, is we don't have a lot of rules in our family. We didn't have a lot of rules, but we had a culture. And so, uh, you know, I always, you know, as Hansons, this is the way we do this. As Hansons, Hansons do it this way. Um, you know, when when Hansons are 13 years old, then they get to uh, go to Mac and learn how to put on makeup and then they can wear makeup. So it's kind of like a culture. It's not a rule of, you know, you can and can't and but it's just, you know, how our family uh, does things. So, you know, in our culture, for example, for my family, uh, my kids could have a cell phone. They just had to pay for it. Okay. And that's so nice. That means they got their phone when they got their first job and could hold that job and could pay for it. So it was just like part of our culture. It wasn't necessarily a rule, Mm-hmm. It was just a culture. And so, uh, you know, the same thing is kind of at Learning Rx. It's kind of like when you come, you work hard and you sit up straight and you give it your best. Um, but that's just part of our culture. It's not necessarily a list of rules. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. It changes the perspective instead of this is sort of this negative thing. If you don't do this or you do this, or I don't know that it just is like, huh, this is just how it goes. It's just what we do. Yeah. It sets expectations, Mm -hmm. you know, without sounding negative or punitive. Right. Mm -hmm. And it sounds to me like it actually helps kids then be goal oriented, right? Well, if this is the culture, if this is the expectation in, you know, in this family, then my behavior and my choices, you know, need to match that. And I'll strive towards that. Which yeah. is so much better than, well, I'm not allowed to do that till I'm 13. Yeah, right. then it's, exactly. And then it's more, I get to do that when I'm some buy-in that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, my dad used to always say that. You don't have to do it. You get to do it. <laughs> yeah. One of my kids said the other day, said that to one of my other kids. And my, and, uh, my son was like, yeah, I hate that saying. <laughs> you get to. You don't have to empty the dishwasher. You get to. It's a privilege, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it is a really good life perspective to have, right? Mm-hmm. That you don't have to do something. You get to do something. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like you know we take turns doing dishes at our house. Um, so we all have like a magnet, and you know when you've done your dishes, you put your magnet at the bottom. And then the next person does the dishes. So it's kind of like if you live in our house, we just take turns helping and doing, you know, the dishes. Um, Same thing with, you know, we all we go to church, but we don't just go to church. We serve at church. Mm -hmm. And it's neat to just even see, you know, like my son, who's 26 now, you know, he wouldn't have to he probably wouldn't have to go to church and he wouldn't have to serve at church. But he goes and he serves. Um, you know, he runs like the whole video ministry and, you know, goes from camera to camera and that kind of thing. And, you know, he just, he loves to serve. And so, you know, just seeing your kids uh, exemplify the culture as they grow up and develop their own culture is, is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I love uh, that. yeah. You've got lots of wisdom because you've got older ones now, you've really seen this happen and come to fruition. So that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We're on 10. And my last one is if you want to be a cool mom, you have to have some rock (laughs) t-shirts. So I don't know if you can see this, but today I'm wearing my rolling stones. Oh, that is good. Yep. So when you go to a concert, here's my Weezer t-shirt. Wow. I mean, I am not cool. I'm not I mean, either. Like, what have I been to? Andy Grammer and James Taylor, and I didn't get a t-shirt either time. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, Target sells uh, rock band t-shirts. Oh my gosh, so that's so All you have funny. to do is go and buy one. Try it out. Try it next Friday. Oh, I love it. That's a fun idea. Your kids say something like, Mm -hmm. cool t-shirt, mom. (laughs) I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid that my kids would go, 
why are you wearing that? You don't even listen to that music. <laughs> Try I don't know. it. You might be surprised. Mm-hmm. You might get a compliment. Right. I don't think Andy Grammer is considered a rock man. Oh, well, you're not going to find Andy Grammer at Target. <laughs> well, do you think that it would Target's help? already picked out the cool bands. Okay. <laughs> so is it cool to wear rock bands that you like and you listen to, like what we used to listen to in the 80s? Or is oh. it cooler to pick bands that they like? <laughs> Well, I think you can do either. You know what I mean? Uh, like I have a Beatles t-shirt. My kids love the Beatles mm-hmm. and the Beatles was even before me. Right. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, I'll wear some from like when I was a teenager and uh, actually a lot of them are from when I was a teenager that I okay. wear. Okay. Um, but I'm not opposed. I have uh, Maroon 5. Oh yeah. Maroon 5 is great. Nickelback. I could do Nickelback. Oh, look at that. Nickelback. Nickelback. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness, that's good. And even the old ones like Chicago, you know, Uh, kids still like that band. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can do this. I can get there. I can be cool. (laughs) Yeah. Or Bon Jovi. Oh, wow. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) He's still relevant. So. That th- those are my 10 tips on how to be a cool mom. Okay. I'm going to recap them and yeah, tell me if I'm on target. Okay. okay. This is, I've made my checklist. <laughs> okay. Sunglasses and jeans. Okay. I'm good there. I got my Dollar Tree sunglasses. They are cool. And I got my mom jeans, so I'm good. Okay. Number two, loud music. Got to work on that. I'm generally the one saying, can we turn the music down? So, okay. I'm going to turn my music up loud music. I can do that. And with the sunroof open. Yes, that's right. Loud music with the sunroof open. I don't have one, but maybe, you know, my next car we'll see. Um, number three, this one's really powerful. Be who you want them to be. And I'm going to say to myself that it's not too late because I kind of felt bad hearing that. Like I I wasn't who I wanted them to be to my kids that are older. I have nine altogether, you know, so I did a lot of messing up with the older ones. But so if you're listening to this and you're feeling like, yeah, I've already messed it up. No, we've all messed it up. Just know that we've all messed it up. Mm -hmm. No one's perfect. Right. And so it's not too late. Be who you want your kids to be when they're your age. And so even if I just want my kids to see that I can grow and learn and I am a strong overcomer, there you go. Okay. Number four, I love this one. We do some, but I want to introduce more fun, repeatable traditions. So fun. Definitely going to do more of those. Number five, always say yes to that alone time, lunch or coffee or whatever it may be. Even if you can't do it right then, you say, yes, I can do it later. Love that. Number six, be selective with cringiness. That one's hilarious. No explanation needed. (laughs) Number seven, intentionally show love. Again, oh, that one's so important. I think we all do that as moms, but we all could do it more. So I know I definitely can. And I've got some ways I'm going to do that. Number eight, involve them in what you do. So important. That's I think that's a part of helping them be who you want them to become. Involve them in what you're doing. And number nine, culture over rules. Oh, beautiful. So good. Let it be the culture of your family, not do's and don'ts. And number 10, rock, rock band shirt. Got to get that. Rock a rock. <laughs> so I find it interesting. Kim is a fashionista for those of you who don't know her. And so <laughs> she has amazing taste in fashion. And Aww. so it's fun to hear that three of her suggestions uh, revolve <laughs> around what we wear. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be a cooler mom. (laughs) Is there anything that you would still like to say that you haven't gotten to say? Um, I think that's it. Um, I think that, uh, you know, also there are a lot of uh, parents out there right now with kids that are struggling in school. And if you, if you find yourself in that position, you should really find out why. And that's the, that's what we do at learning RX. We can help pinpoint why your, why your child is struggling. Um, there are a lot of kids who are really smart 
at a lot of things, but they struggle in one or two areas mm-hmm. and uh, we can find out why, and then we can strengthen those underlying skills. Um, you know, when you're, when your kids can live uh, and learn <laughs> better, faster, and easier, um, their life is going to be better. And so I think also taking your kids to learning RX is a way to be a cool mom. <laughs> Absolutely. And with that, that means yes. I'm cool. I'm cool too. <laughs> I'm cool too. And I'm going to get cooler with my youngest one here soon. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Kim, you're also um, an author with your dad of um, a book. Tell us quickly about that and where um, our listeners can find that. Yeah. I just happen to have it right here on my desk. It's called <laughs> uh, Unlock the Einstein Inside. And if you go to our website at learningrx.com, you can uh, download a copy for free. Um, you can also go to Amazon and, uh, you know, if you like the paper, you can order one. Um, but yeah, you can, you can download that for free at learningrx.com. And in that book, you and your dad talk about the science of brain training, right? And why it's important and what it can do and the hope that it offers, right? Uh, we even give you a few examples of some training that you could do yourself, with your, with your child right in your home. So at the end, we give you some ideas for that. Um, if you're a teacher, we also uh, have a section for teachers. Um, and uh, we also have a CE course that's listed in there that you can go and take for free. Okay. So lots of, lots of things that you can do that don't cost you any money. Fantastic. All right. Well, we just want to take this minute to say thank you, Kim, uh, for joining us today for a second time. Uh, It was such a popular episode. So we're thrilled that you took time out of your busy schedule to come back and share more tips for moms. Um, If you would like to know more about Kim's work, you can visit learningrx.com. You can find her um, on LinkedIn as well. Kim is very active um, on LinkedIn. And we will put um, the link to the website and a link to her social media accounts in the show notes, as well as the link she was talking about to get her book, um, which you can also find under the Brainy Books tab on our website, brainymoms.co. So um, if you enjoyed our show today, we would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you would rather watch us, and this would be the one to watch because Kim had a lot of visual aids, um, <laughs> you can find us on YouTube and on every social media channel at The Brainy Moms. So look, until next time, we know that you're busy moms and we're busy moms. So we're out. See ya. Happy Mother's Day.